When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to an exciting edition of Talking Real Money, the show where we spend a part of an hour talking about real money. Because real money is really important, and it's really a big part of your life, and we really like doing it, and we really hope you'll call 855-935-TALK really soon. Don't we, Tom? Really? Yes. Yeah, really, really, really. He yeah. just nods. Mm-hmm. He just nods in the corner. It I'm doesn't Don. work on radio, does it? You no, know, I'm right. Don. That's yeah. Nod and Tom. And uh, we're here to try to help you muddle through the massive mess that money can... I can't think of an M word. Sorry. Can make. 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 Oh, look, yeah. that was easy. Oh, that was easy. Four letters. I can, I can do a four-letter word. This... And even with my frontal lobe fading, I can still do it. Yes, difficult what? week for us with the writers on strike, I have to say. So, yeah. um, and the you know, and, and the difficult? banking thing, the banking. Thing. Well, yeah, I mean it. Okay, most of us listening right now can remember the 2008 financial crisis. Most, most of, of us. us, and most of us talking too. Most of us talking can remember that. It was it was bad. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. I sat on a homeowners association day. board, and we had foreclosures after foreclosures. Yeah. Our fees were down. I even and I remember two thousand seven. Our our uh, HOA board was getting was investing their money in highly liquid auction rate notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are oh, the terrific. broker said, they, these things have always had liquidity. And I said, and they do right up until they don't. So let's get that money out of there, shall we? I was the treasurer. And they took the money out of auction rate notes. And just a few months later, guess what? No liquidity. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing I find fascinating. So it was there. We don't want to go back into that problem of 15 years ago. But I find it fascinating that more people today are worried about their bank deposits on a percentage basis than they were in 2008. Now, if you had asked me in 2008, I would have said, yeah, what's the next domino to fall? Yeah. Um, it's funny, but, but the, banks, had... the banks that have fallen so far are actually bigger than those that fell in 2008. Yeah. yeah. He said with well, a cracking voice. depending on how voice. you look at it. <laughs> I mean, Washington Mutual was the largest trust bank mm-hmm. in the world when it uh, was – whatever however well, you want to obviously position it, it lost it was taken its over trust. by chase it lost its trust because a new gallup poll shows 48 percent of americans are very or moderately worried about their money in banks only 20 percent say they're not worried at all now if you ask me i'd be among the 20 percent. i'm not worried about money in the banks no no i'm not worried i but I don't keep millions in there for one thing. I mean, I don't have more than $250,000 in any bank deposit. Yeah. Number two, I even if I did, I wouldn't be worried. Well, I discovered... I would, it wouldn't be a thing that would be concerning me. Yeah. 
uh, it wouldn't either because I, I me either because I know I'm pretty confident that the government's going to step in. But 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 if it got really bad, let's just hypothetically say it things got bad and there were runs on banks. The FDIC yeah. and the government they could step back and say, "All right, all of you multi-million dollar depositors should have learned your lesson." I'm sorry, yep. we're going to cover the this coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're going to take care of the quarter of a million people, but we're not going to take care of you. But I discovered something interesting because again, the same homeowners association that I was on the board of, I still live in, and they have 3 million dollars in the bank, and that 3 million dollars was all in certificates of deposit and money market accounts at Western Pacific Bank, part of PacWest. You've read about them in the news, I'm sure. Yeah, they're they're been around, yes. But it turned out they had they and some other banks created a consortium of sharing the CD risks across banks. So they they created what are called cedars, and they are basically uh, uh, secondary market CDs or or aftermarket, like the things at Schwab, where you can buy the, the, the CDs from banks without going to the bank. And they so they spread the risk around. So really, this worry about banks, the banks, even banks themselves are taking care to reduce this risk. 855-935-TALK is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. All right. I was looking through the list of CEDARS, which is through a group called Intrafi, the C-D-A-R-S. It's CDs between various This is sort of dispersion of risk. Dispersion of risk. Among various institutions, yeah. And I went and looked at their, you know, I looked at their Florida banks that were part of their group. And the the Bank of England... Florida is there's Wait, a there's bank, a bank of, of England, England in Florida. Florida. Are they confused? Did they, <laughs> they didn't realize they were supposed to leave like 250 years ago or something. Uh, well, yeah, you know, the Florida it was easy to get lost in Florida back then. So you know, well, that's true. Yeah, a lot of swamps <laughs> and holes and yeah, sure. Okay. Bank of England, Florida. Eight five five nine three five. Talk is our number. Okay. And uh, John has been waiting so patiently for so long. Hi, John. You've been waiting longer. You've been waiting longer than uh, Bank King of Charles England. actually. So waiting longer than the king. So there you What's go. What's up? Hey guys. Uh, I love the show. I learned a lot. I just got like kind of uh, like just a full fun question, like a what if question for you right now. All right. Yep. Go, man. Let's say, um, let's say for instance, you had you had like a, a total world index. You lump sum every year, but let's say you you happen to be unlucky enough to lump sum at its highest point every single year for like thirty years. Would you still make more money than if you had all your money like in the high yield savings account? Like, yes. I don't know if this is something you could even look it's up. It's actually or... been there, – there There have been studies done. Yeah. Yes. I think Dimensional's yep. done a couple of I think of Dimensional these, yeah. did one. Uh, let's see. Right. Buy at the market high. If your timing was absolutely 100% the worst, what right. would happen? So you, you just can't it's lose an interesting... them no matter what. Not if you give it enough time. Not right. if you give it That's enough awesome. time. And – uh, let me see. I'm going to, uh, yeah, you, you and Tom just chat among yourselves. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I guess the, the question always becomes, 
Why do you want to know this? I mean, is it a doomsday thing, or is it just like you want to no, no, prove just, that just, investing just in stocks is bad? Or? Just total curiosity. Total curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I totally believe in compound interest and okay. enough time in the market, you're going to make money. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years now, but, but let's go back. Just thing. Broke, yeah, before Don gives you the number, here's a couple other numbers to keep in mind. On a day-to-day okay. basis, it's pretty fascinating. Stocks right. up versus stocks down. It's a little. It's a, just a hair over fifty percent that are the days that are up, and a hair under fifty percent that are days that are down. Then, when you get okay. into months, it's about seventy-five percent of the months are up, and twenty-five percent are down, which holds true to the years too. By the way, it's about three years up, one year better. down again, generally. Yeah. So, in other words. Could you have colossally bad timing and you buy in what uh, <laughs> January of 2008, I guess. I mean, I, you could, I don't know all the peaks, uh, December right. of 99. I mean, go through all these things and put the lump in then and then see what happens. I don't know. What do you say, right. Don? Well, JP Morgan <laughs> did a study from 1988 yeah. through 2020. Okay. Uh, and they found out that if you, if you bought, over that period of time, at on any given date, you're, uh, every rolling five-year period, if you bought just whenever, your rolling five-year average for any five-year period would have been a cumulative return of 71% over five years, mm-hmm. which is wow. really good. That's like 12% yeah, per that's year. A lot. However, if you'd invested wow. at the all-time highs over that, in, in that same period, your average five-year period, any rolling five-year period, would have been seventy nine percent. How much? Seventy nine higher. Ah, there you go. Higher. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this is from Forbes. It All says right. it says historical data. Uh, it, 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 J P Morgan found that investing on days where the S and P five hundred closed at new all time highs can actually produce better returns than investing on days when the market didn't set any records at all. Wow, I would have never thought that. I wouldn't have either. Me either. This is from Me Forbes either. magazine, and it's a study from <laughs> J.P. Morgan on uh, on August twenty seventh, twenty twenty. So uh, there's my source. John, the good news is you don't have to worry about this right. anymore. You can find something else to worry about. There's other things out there for sure. Right, that like you could be concerned like I, about. When about will this. Prince William become king? That's what I'm worried yeah, about. Probably not that far from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shortest ruling since that pope they killed on yeah. 50 years ago whatever it was so yeah no it's uh you're okay on this one let's just put it that way you're in good shape. or so it appears we well, don't know moving really forward by the way that you be, can always make money no matter what yeah. exactly that's the well, thing have, is, have have you, right we don't know money. in the future we <laughs> do week, not no. know yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, here's another interesting little fact. This was from Fama and French. The, uh, the five year average cumulative return, again, using the same number, five year cumulative return over a five year period. Yep. After, right. after the market declined by 30% even, this is after a huge yeah. decline in the market. The average, re- I mean, the cumulative right. return for the next five years was 50%. Wow. Yeah. After a 20% decline, it was 72. I can tell you one thing I can almost for sure guarantee. That is, the people that make moves like they did last year, moving the half a trillion dollars out of stocks into something else, high-yield savings, Mm -hmm. CDs, whatever it is, 
they every stir every study we ever read they end up with less money yep yep they right. because they just it's, it's, it's consistent. a mistake it's just it is and and over and over and yet people feel like well this is so easy to see this time the end is coming the debt ceiling the right, fill in right. the blank whatever crisis it's going to be a disaster yeah. i got to do something and uh even the great warren buffett again today speaking in omaha said no don't don't do anything because it's just going to be a costly mistake that we do know history has proven that out over and over again and from the same article i have even yeah. another great fact for you i got a great fact <laughs> oh, please for you. give us more this I is like a great back, yeah. fact this is from this is from blackrock and morningstar um if you had inve- if you invested for uh just a year as we've said before your mm-hmm. odds of winning are 75% yep. to 25% losing right mm-hmm. if you were if you remain yep. invested for five years the time the the risk of losing money is only 11 percent of the time if you're wow. in for 10 yeah. years the risk of losing money is only five percent of the time wow and the risk of and losing if you're in Bitcoin. if you're in for 15 years or had been in the market for 15 years your right. the, the 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 chance of sustaining a loss is two tenths of one percent like and it's fairly intuitive if you really if you really think about it i mean companies grow mm-hmm. industries start all those there's bad things that happen sure but over if you kind of step back and look at you've said this before don sort of the growth of the general economy since man has had an economy is generally up world wars right there's, there's even a study things. for that yeah. one that was done by a professor in Scotland who, uh, who, who found that the the global economy has consistently grown for the last two thousand plus years, globally. That should give you enough evidence. No, two thousand years. I, don't know. I think the more data, the better. And that, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. go. You're really, really going to. Yeah. What's the average return been for those two thousand years, though, Don? That's what I. Well, know. the difficulty there is there were no there were no public markets for the first. Nine, uh, right. eighteen hundred years of that, roughly seventeen hundred years. Shoot, yeah, okay. sorry, yeah, can't right. help you with that. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. We love talking with you. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey. We're glad you're there. This is Talking Real Money, the radio show, soon to be Talking Real Money, the podcast. Here in the great state, oh, yeah, I can't even say the great state. Here in the sad state of Florida, I'm Don McDonald. I'm, I'm, looking, out the, I'm looking out the window, and I'm seeing people packing up the U-Haul vans as we speak, getting the That's heck it. out of Florida. It's over. They're, yep. they're just leaving. Right. Looks, looks like the Taking apocalypse. Taking their palm trees. Tom, and Tom on the other the hand, Midwest, he's yeah. out in Seattle, uh, well, nearby suburban okay <laughs> between rural, seattle and canada rural yeah. <laughs> rural really rural yeah uh, yeah. yeah washington i'm don tom there you there 855-935-TALK is our number 855-935-8255 so uh give us a call uh and we get questions online we do they're sent the in all the time and, and uh yeah talking real money pod- i love your podcast Every Friday, I love your call-in podcast. It's great. So My if you Q&A want to be part podcast, of that, simply yeah. call the number. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, but I got to ask before yesterday's podcast, because I listened to it this morning. Yeah. 
How many margaritas deep were you before you recorded that? I just I listened a little bit. I didn't do the margaritas till after. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It had kind of a. Mm. Yep. Anyway, had a, had a, had a uh, sort so of a. The, the, oh, it had a whiff yeah. of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> I did have margaritas <laughs> after. Whiff. I did. It was and it wasn't. It was that non-Mexican holiday called either. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> or as Hallmark on, loves it. Uh, okay. We were thinking about it the day before, like Arrested Development, calling it uh, Cinco de Cuatro. You remember Arrested Development? I prefer May the Fourth be with you, but that's just me. Oh, gee, we're at Disney. They did that. Yeah. Hmm. Let me let me ask a question from Jeff, who okay. took time out yeah. from his peanut butter and nana sandwich in Memphis, Tennessee, to write. Can you recommend the best way to buy gold? I purchased coins years back through Goldline. Recently, I purchased gold ETF funds and Peter Schiff's fund, Euro Pack Gold Fund. My mom wants to buy gold. Could you make any recommendations for the best way to get into gold? She has a balanced portfolio, wants to put extra money into gold now. Oh, absolutely. I, I can answer this. I can answer this question with one word. One word, ladies and gentlemen. How do you invest in gold? Don't. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I hate gold as an Why? investment. I hate gold as an investment because, well... Primarily because it's not an investment. That's like saying any rock that you choose is an investment, particularly a rock that may be in some sort of finite supply. Let's invest in lithium, finite supply. Let's invest in, in diamonds. Is that a great investment, a hedge against inflation? Why is it gold? Why? Why? The reason is because back in the day, before there was the ability to have trade between various countries, various individuals, they had to come up with a means of exchange that they could carry with them. They agreed at the time on gold. Gold has nothing special about it. It was just a universal agreement. All right, the gold, gold is our currency. Well, for the last several hundred years, we've gone from moving, we've been moving away from carrying around little hunks of metal in our pocket called coins to carrying around pieces of paper in our pockets called bills. Those were generally accepted by pretty much everybody as a means of exchange. Then we went to electronic means of exchange, like using credit cards and checks and things like that. We accepted that as a means of exchange. Gold is no longer accepted as a means of exchange. You cannot walk into the grocery store and hand them an ounce of gold for the groceries. Or a half an ounce. But you or a can't use the gold gold credit card. Oh, I'm not even gonna go back to that stupid gold credit card in Texas. <laughs> gold cannot run to Texas. Why is gold Tom, why does gold not work as an investment? What is the one thing it is missing? Doesn't get it doesn't there's no dividends, there's no interest, no growth. It can't get same. any bigger. It's purely speculative as to what the next person believes the value of gold is. That's it. There's nothing else to it. And you Period. want to know something really interesting? There was a big gold boom back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And the price of gold got up to, at the time, about $900 an ounce. Adjusted for inflation, it was $2,400 an ounce. Today, gold is worth $2,000 an ounce. How much has gold made you since the 1980s? Nothing. How much have stocks made you since the 1980s? Double-digit returns. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And if you'd like to ask us real money questions, you can do it by calling us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call us Saturdays when we do the show live from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, or you can call anytime like this gentleman did. Um, I'm wondering what you think about having a small percent of your portfolio in structured notes issued through like a B of A or a Morgan Stanley or Wells Fargo or Key Bank or that type of thing that have that down, uh, no downside risk until the market's gone down 30 to 40% depending on that. And uh, upside, you would be guaranteed 9 to 11%. As long as the Sorry. market went positive. Um, again, small portion of a portfolio. Don't really need that money anytime mm. soon. Mm, I think good. they range in length of four to five years. Um, my phone number is. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. We don't want your phone. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Well, let's first talk about what a structured. That's it. What a structured note is, okay? Right? Yeah, it's a derivative yeah. security. Yeah, it's a derivative security. So, and by the way, I just looked up, I could find one for 13%. So I don't know why I would only get nine when I could get 13. That's oh just a lot easier. Oh, boy, 13. That's, yeah. Um, so, okay. So, no, did he say no downside? No downside until the market fell yeah. more than 30%. Hmm. 30%. Okay. Yeah, it's well, it's back to the old. This is nothing new, by yeah, the way. Exactly, it's the same old People story. Think it is. It's yeah. the wealth without risk idea. Yeah. Thank you, Charles Gibbons. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that you can make yeah. a lot of money with no downside. There is just, just no way anybody, anybody, anywhere can offer you thirteen percent with no risk. It only works if every all the these things when you read the fine print, you discover that they only work if all the stars align. Um, and because and, there, there's an aspect with the derivatives, uh, the, there's all kinds of unknowns. And bear in mind, right? In other words, these things that are being offered are not being offered by Bank of America or Chase well, yeah, that was, Bank. I was just getting to the, they are offered by the brokers sitting in yeah. the bank. Right. They're selling Correct. them because they they're structured notes in oil and gas companies, for example. Yeah, real estate deals, um, commodities. They're, they're yeah, and they're 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 derivatives. Remember anybody remember two thousand eight? Do you rem remember two thousand eight? Uh, there was something about derivatives there. Yeah, wasn't do you there, remember Bear Stearns, uh, Lehman hmm. Brothers? Those names leveraged up. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and they were also buying and selling derivative yeah. securities that they truly did not know the value of because there was no way to value them. Yeah, this is not okay. Let's go step back again. This is not a security that we think you should use. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know why you would want to use it other than for the thing that you mentioned right at the beginning. And that is, well, this is an easy way to make 9% a year. If there were an easy way to make 9% a year with little downside, do you think stocks and bonds would be 
traded? No, because I'd, everybody put all their money in this. Yeah, let me read. I wouldn't be in stocks. Let me read to you from the wonderful people at Morningstar who did a little bit of research into these, wrote a great article. They, they looked at one that was paying 13% in 2020. It was uh, issued by Barclays. It was in an oil and gas company called Diamondback Energy. Ticker symbol F-A-N-G, which is the what happens when they get into your, yeah, they get their fangs into you. Anyway, so it yeah. was a mm. two-year note. So it's, it's, a, it's matured by now. But it was offering an annualized yield of 13%. Wow. But they only paid that quarterly dividend if their shares of stock were trading at or above 70% of the initial share price, which they called the quarterly observation date. So the stock had to be worth a certain amount as of the quarterly observation date. If it dropped below that level, you did not receive any income from that investment. All right? But if your investment falls, they don't tell you it's a non-traded vehicle so you really can't see when it falls and uh uh if they if they lost money if they if fang lost money you would eventually see that in in your halted coupon payments yes oh it's so confusing this is yeah it sounds kind of complicated i mean again i would prefer not to invest in things that i really don't understand and this would be one i don't understand 855-935-TALK give us a call Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Uh, I, I, I looked through the rest of the article from Morningstar on these uh, structured notes. And here's the story of FANG, the FANG, the Diamondback Energy. Yeah. Oh, I get the Based on Diamondback the Rattlesnake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, here's the the, mm-hmm. the final scenario. That if the if the, the 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 question came at the end, is the price? It, you here's what happens: is the price of the fang greater than or equal to that barrier level, which was seventy percent of the initial value? If the answer was no, you don't receive your final coupon payment or your your interest rate, and you realize a principal loss of at least thirty percent. Okay, wow, at least fairly substantial. If mm-hmm. if their stock price worked out and went up. You would receive 100% of the principal value of the structured note plus the 13% coupon. So you might make out very well. You might make out horribly. So it, but Isn't the, there a thing called craps or something yeah, that is like this, yeah. or roulettes? Or and, and further down the article, though, and the author said, and if this isn't complicated enough, this is a quote, <laughs> a popular variation is notes where the returns are tied to more than one index. In almost every case... The final payoff investors receive is based on performance of the underlying asset with the lowest returns. So they pick various indexes, and your return will be the performance of the worst of them. That's what you'll get. In other words, okay, so they, they said back, it's hard yeah. to think of another example where investors would voluntarily purchase something that promises to give them the worst of multiple outcomes. And guess who did make money in this? Uh, the the bank Barclays Barclays made well made money. and and the people that sold them yeah. there's a two percent commission. I mean, again, if you go back and look, for example, at the Alaska Gold Rush, who made the money there? 
the people that sold them the picks and the shovels. Right. And the hoses. Right. And the people who bought Not the gold the from them at a lower price. than <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, it's just uh, it's so speculative, so confusing. I, there's no way I would get I would touch it, nor do I think you should. So. And bear in mind, this is one of the laws of financial physics. It's the confusion to risk factor. Yeah. The more confusing an investment is, generally speaking, the more in, the more risky it is. Because confusion is a way to hide the potential risks to obfuscate them. Do you have any more questions there, Thomas? <laughs> I do have more questions. Uh, this one comes from Seth in Federal Way, Washington. He wants to you says, love to say using- where they're from, don't you? I do. Yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of fun. Look out. Mm-hmm. We're global. We're global. Well, Federal okay. Way, Washington. North American. Wait, yeah. okay. Not, wait that's Puget Soundian. <laughs> I know. That's just okay. 30 <laughs> miles from here. Go ahead. All right. Uh, currently using Schwab and the Intelligent uh, Portfolio, IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, not happy with the cash holding. With a split of 75% AVGE, that's the Avantis global, st- uh, global stock portfolio. And 25% AVUV, which is the Avanta small cap value, be enough holdings like VT. This is really complicated because the Schwab IP portfolio is designed to be a globally diversified portfolio, a pretty low cost. But again, I forget, do they hold 5% in cash? It's a I, fairly large number. I, think, I know they got in trouble for some of that. but I think they, I don't know for sure, but I do know they got sued. And they had to pay investors. It turned out it was like an average of five dollars. Yeah, it always ends you know, those wonderful uh, class $5. actions. Um, okay, but to go back, so the Schwab Intelligent Portfolio in general, other than the cash part, mm-hmm. is a pretty good portfolio. It is. Do I like the AVGE better? Yeah, I do because it has more of a tilt to small and to value. Do I want to use the AVGE and the AVUV? Probably not because now the AVGE already has the tilt to small and to value. If you take 25% and then throw it in the Avanta small cap value fund, now you're way overweighted to small and to value. Which Paul would say is not a bad thing probably. Yeah, you're I yeah, just, just I got to talk to a guy next week that has like 60% of his money in small cap value. But you're in for a wilder ride, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe a greater return, maybe. Uh, so I would just, I'd just go AVGE. The lovely thing, I want to go back to the whole thing about the cash, though, because that seems to be a sticking point in his note. Well, because if you, the more cash you have sitting around in your portfolio, the lower return right. expectation you should have. But, yeah. but what we have to do, let's assume for a moment it's 5% of your portfolio. You are earning about 4% on that money right now in their cash Is that account. what they're paying? Yeah, wow. that's what I got here. Yeah. That sounds high, but yeah, okay. I think it's 4. Uh, let me double check. Oh, I'm sorry. 3.84. 3. No 3. 3.84. Okay. I wonder which their is, balance sheets. Which is pretty good. Yeah, okay. um, mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is you pay zero fees for yes, the management. Inexpensive. Yeah, It correct. is so inexpensive that <laughs> basically that little tiny bit you're losing on that, that money in cash, it's a tiny, it's, it's going to be a fraction of 1% if you had to pay it out as a fee. 
But again, if you came to me, I'd still rather be in the AVGE than the Schwab Intelligent Portfolio. I know. We have two different questions here. I was answering one. You were answering the other. Yeah. Well, no, because it's it, his Seth wants to know which one should he use oh, well, in his Roth IRA. I was IRA. talking about the cash part. I didn't care about that. I think that the AVGE okay, is Okay, but fine. if you had to pick one, which one would it be? <sighs> me personally? Yeah, you have to pick one. Just like the $100 million thing. you got to pick one $100 really like, million dollar purchase. I like AVUV. You'd put it all in AVUV? No. Well, That's how old am I? How small old am cap I? Value. 50. No, AVGE. Okay. Absolutely. But if you were 25, you'd put it all in AVUV. I, I would be very tempted because I've just seen wow. what small cap did long term. And man, if if I had a couple of thousand bucks, you know, a few thousand bucks in my IRA, I'm telling you, if I knew then what I know now, then you'd put it all in. I put a lot one fund, actively managed, exchange traded fund. I hate that. That's I. You know, <laughs> I'm only raising that as a program note. We're going to talk. I hate about the fact that they call they these things that or not. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be. And we're going to say this in the Another interview. Term. We're talking to we're going to right. talk to Avantas. That's what I'm saying. And yep. they call mm-hmm. themselves yep. actively managed funds. And I really think there need to be three terms. There needs oh, to be okay. actively managed pa- yeah. uh, index, index, right, or, index. And I don't know what that third word is, but it's oh, okay. it's academically based. It, it's somebody came up rules with the world rules based or evidence based investing, but those are too wordy. Yeah. We need a word. We need to invent a new word in the English language that isn't that isn't active, that isn't passive. It's what would be in the middle? Active, what would be? It would be like <laughs> it would be like uh, passively aggressive, passive, or or uh, I'm taking. No, I'm trying to pick a letter in the middle. I, I don't know. Got we need it. A, yeah. Okay. We need another word. Right. I hate. That. I okay. You work on the other word. I do want to mention something quickly here. And that is, if you want, we have a class coming up on the 24th. I thought we were going to do it after the break. A couple of weeks away, but I do want to mention quickly, if you want to come in person, I think we're just about out of spot. I only have 15 people that we can take. I thought we were going to fit 20 in. Office. You can't do it. You'd have to have them stack them up. It's uncomfortable. So um, 15, We didn't build the two-level effect. So. <laughs> Two level effect. So you got to get to, you got to get to talkingrealmoney.com. Click on You got no seats in the mezzanine. No, you know, outside the door, you can pound on the windows like hockey games. No. Could we hang some seats from the ceiling? No? Bye. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, since Tom refuses to build a balcony in the meeting room, uh, you better hurry if you want to attend in person our class coming up in May called... uh, Keep calm and retire strong. Now, the good news is, is that if you, whether you're there or you're not there, you're going to have me virtually no matter, because I am not going to be there in person. I'll be virtual. The big screen, the big screen. screen. Yep. And so, and I will be on the screen for those of you not there in the office. I'll be on the little screen when we have slides up on the big screen. That's true. You'll be a little tiny thing in the corner. Yeah. So. And what are they going to learn? What tell them what they won? What I don't get know. For, uh, it's some sort of a class that uh, about uh, okay. about wor- stop worrying about stuff. That's what it really is. Yeah. How you can stop Wouldn't worrying? That be nice. Really? No. This will show you actually tangible ways you can stop worrying. Go to talkingrealmoney.com. Go. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.